1: Well, come on, let's give the Lord one more hand clap tonight, amen. Tell you, it's an honor and a privilege for me to get to introduce Pastor Shane Warren. I believe Pastor Shane's one of the greatest preachers in America and has a word from God for this house. Met him several years ago and uh, I've been in services where he's ministering where really just the glory of God came into the room and my life was profoundly impacted. Uh, I was in a service like that and I said, I gotta get this guy to his church. And uh, it, It's an honor. He blew it up this morning. I'll tell you, God's used him to establish some of the greatest churches in America. It's taken them from 300 to 3,000, he built a building at the last church he was at that I used to go down there and I'd have to repent for being covetous whenever I left there, and uh, God's just got a real special anointing on his life, and I know he's going to release something to us tonight. He's planting another church right now in Cookville, Tennessee, and we're going to pray and believe God with him, and and I'll tell you, sky's the limit for you in Cookville, Shane. It's going to be exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine. Amen. Come on, let's stand up on our feet and give Pastor Shane Warren a big His Church welcome.
0: Thank you, Pastor. Well, how about let's give Jesus a praise like we believe he's God tonight, like we believe he sits on the throne. Amen. And Mr. Soundman, if you'll give me just a hair monitor, I would sure appreciate it. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Listen. I want you to do something with me tonight. Right now, I know Vienna, Austria is tuned in. Uh, I have friends all over Germany, all over Europe that's tuned in tonight. I know I have friends in the former Soviet Union, Ukraine, and uh, uh, Romania. All of them are tuned in tonight. So you've got a lot of people from all over the world who are tuned in tonight to see what God's going to say and to see what God's going to do. How about we let them know there's a church that's really alive and on fire in Owensboro, Kentucky. Come on. Boom. Yeah. 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 I love it. So for all of you that are tuned in Around America, around the world, we want to welcome you to his church, Owensboro, Kentucky. And my goodness, they got Amarillo and, and I, uh, let's see, Henderson. and Wow, well, Henderson brought it tonight. And, uh, and then Dumas, Texas, right? Now, this, the media people are going to get so mad at me, but the Holy Ghost has been messing with me all afternoon in my room. All afternoon, I'm trying to go one direction and I'm fighting in my flesh and the Holy Ghost is saying go a totally different direction tonight. So media people, scrap everything I gave you. I need one thing, Romans chapter eight. You can put the whole chapter in there. Romans chapter eight. And I need everybody to take out your Bible tonight. I was gonna take you into a different dimension. Maybe pastor will let me come back on a Sunday morning when he's not here or something and I'll teach you guys on the realm of the spirit when it comes to worship. But tonight, I really feel the Holy Spirit nudging me in a different direction. Let me tell you something I've learned about revival and about God. I've learned that it's not what God said that's important. The church has built entire kingdoms and denominations off what God said. The problem is the Bible says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's not what God said. It's what God is saying. And there's a difference between graphe, which is the written word, logos, which is the spoken word, and rhema, which is the Holy Ghost anointed word. We don't need just the graphe, and I don't need to give you just logos tonight. Tonight we need the Spirit of God to breathe everywhere. See, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus said the, 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 the Word of God is like seed that goes out, and when it falls on good ground. Everybody say good ground. Okay, come on, y'all going to have to work with me tonight. I'll keep you here all night. We don't have a time limit. So everybody say good ground. How many of you think you're good ground? How many of you are born again? How many think you're good ground, right? Jesus said when the seed falls on good ground, it produces some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. You know, everybody in this room tonight can be be good ground, but the seed will not have the same level of impact with everybody. There are some people tonight that will have a 30-fold experience with God. Some of you tonight will have a 60-fold experience with God. Some of you tonight will have a 100-fold experience with God. And I could go all through the Word of God and talk about 30, 60, 100-fold, 30, 60, 100-fold. But let me just grab one thing from the Old Testament, the temple or the tabernacle. You had the outer court. The outer court was the biggest area, and the most people could fit into the outer court. That's the 30-fold experience. That's the salvation experience. But then you have the inner court. The inner court is where the table of showbread is, the altar of incense, uh, and uh, the candlesticks. That's where that is. And, And it was a narrower space. It was smaller. And there were fewer people that could fit into that realm. But then you had the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies, by the time you got the Ark of the Covenant in it, only had enough room for one man. For one man. It could only fit one man. That's the reason only one high priest could go in once a year. Only one man could do it. So here's what I found with church people. Most church people never get past a 30-fold experience in God because they like being saved, and that's about all they want out of church. Don't make me come down there and hit you in the head with the microphone. <laughs> that's about all they want out of God. That's about all that. Listen, this city is covered up with churches full of people who have called on the name of Jesus but don't want to go anything any further. They don't want anything deeper because it'll mess with their religion. So they're satisfied with a 30-fold experience. But then there is a 60-fold experience. For those of us who realize there's more to God than just being saved, we want to go a little. Do I have anybody in Owensboro, Kentucky tonight that wants to go a little deeper? Right? So there's the 60-fold experience, and that is an incredible place uh, to be with God. But then the Holy of Holies is the 100-fold experience. And very few people ever get into the 100-fold. The 100-fold is where the glory is at. And wherever the glories at, miracles happen. When I was in my room this afternoon, the Lord spoke to me, Pastor, and said, while you're preaching tonight, I'm going to release a healing anointing in the room. And he said, people are going to be healed tonight while you preach. And then Pastor gets up here and says, I feel a healing oil. I sense a healing oil. I'm telling you right now, there's some of you in here tonight while we throw out the Word of God, you're going to move past the 30, past the 60, you're going to step over into the glory. And that... And you're going to get the full expression. Come on now. The full expression of the grace of God in your life. But the problem is only one person can get in the Holy of Holies. The Bible says that Jesus is our great high priest who has passed into the heavens. Jesus is the high priest. Everybody say Jesus is the high priest. You're not the high priest. There's only one high priest, which means he's the only one that can get into the Holy of Holies in heaven. So that gets all of us, we can't get into the hundredfold, or can we? We can, but we got to get in him. Come on, somebody. I said we got to get in him. If we get in him, he's in the hundredfold realm. So tonight, I don't need to just preach a regurgitated word. Tonight, I don't need to just come and tell you what I think would be good for you to hear. Tonight, I need to tell you what the great high priest is speaking from the Holy of Holies. And tonight, while I'm preaching and the seed of the Word of God's going forth, you're going to have an opportunity. You can stay in the outer court and thank God you're saved. Or you can come on in to the inner court and get revelation knowledge and eat eat bread from the table of the Lord, worship God at a different level. And then if you really want to get it, you can allow the seed of God's word to move you on into Christ. Come on, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Me in him and him in me. And the purpose of the Holy Ghost, watch this, according to Romans chapter 6, is to baptize you into him. We always take Romans 6 and try to make it a water baptismal scripture. Teach it all wrong. That's not talking about water baptism. That's talking about being baptized into Christ. Oh, y'all don't want me to talk about water baptism. See, water baptism isn't just the showing forth of the death, burial, and resurrection. It's okay. You can preach it that way. It works. It, it, it sounds good. But it's not just the showing forth of the death, burial, and resurrection. If you study water baptism, again, 30, 60, 100 folk. Can I take you all a little deeper tonight? Can I give you a revelation? I ain't got any time limits tonight. We can study the Word of God. If you, if you study the Word of God, you'll find out that in the book of Ezekiel, God removed the priest and the king's office. By the time you get to Jesus' day, there's two high priests, which is forbidden by the law. You're not allowed to have two. You're only allowed to have one. And so, therefore, according to the book of Ezekiel, there was no high priest when Jesus came in. The two high priests, Ananias and Caiphas, were Ill- illegitimate high priests. But if you'll read your Bible, again, you need to read your Bible, folks. If you'll read your Bible in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find out that John the Baptist's daddy, Zechariah, the Bible is clear to make sure to enunciate that he is of the line of the high priestly course. So Zechariah was actually, in God's eyes, the last living legal high priest. That's the reason why he was in the Holy of Holies. The angel of the Lord appeared to him to announce the next thing that was coming. So here you have Zechariah, who's the last living legal high priest. You had to be of that line, right? It was Aaron and his sons, Hebrews chapter 4. It was Aaron and his sons, so it come down to sons. So now Zachariah's dead. That leaves John the Baptist. That's the reason Jesus comes to John the Baptist and says, I've got to be baptized of you. Why are you coming to me? I'm coming to you because you're, you're the last living high priest. And in order for a new priest to be initiated, he had to be immersed or mikvahed by the last high priest. So I'm coming to John the Baptist because you're the last living legal high priest in God's order, Levitical order. And I need you to immerse me to give birth to a new priesthood. So when you get saved, that's good. But when you get water baptized, you get immersed into a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. That's the reason when you get saved, you ought to be like a duck after water. You ought to be wanting to get water baptized. Come on, folks. Everybody say there's always more in God. And so when we talk about the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies 30, 60, 100 fold, most church people get stuck in the 30 fold. And then we have most spirit filled church people, charismatic, Pentecostal church people get stuck in 60 fold. We get, to the, we get to the inner court, and, and you have the candlesticks, right? But if you go over to the book of can I teach? All, are you all okay? If you go over to the book of Revelation, I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost use me here for a minute. If you go over into the book of Revelation, here's what you'll find out. John said, I was caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I was caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and he said, I heard a voice behind me. And he said, I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. He heard a voice behind Everybody say a voice behind him. He turned to see the voice behind him. And when he turned, he saw the seven-branch candlestick. And one walking around amongst the voice was coming from the candlestick. Well, if you go to Revelation chapter 2, 3, and 4, you'll find out the candlestick represents the church. Does it not? It represents the church. So what that's telling you is in heaven there is a temple structure. There's an outer court, there's an inner court, and then there's a Holy of Holies. John was caught up in the Spirit and brought over into the hundredfold realm. The holy of holies he turned to see the voice behind him and he saw the candlestick the candlestick represents the church so what that tells me is your church experience is at most 60 fold okay i went over like a lead balloon because y'all aren't listening to me if the candlesticks represent the church, the candlesticks are in the second dimension, the sixty-fold dimension. The candlesticks are there for a purpose to give us revelation to help us get over into this full expression of grace and who God is. But most church people are satisfied just coming to church, and a lot of Pentecostal people just satisfied if I can just come to church, get filled with the Holy Ghost, then I have arrived. I'm going to become part of a dream team, and then I can I can wear my T-shirt and my hoodie. I'm going to make everybody mad in here before I leave tonight. I'm going to wear my T-shirt and my hoodie with his church and I can identify with the hip place in town to go to church and then we just stop right there and then we wonder why 10 years from now we backslid I'll tell you why because you was backslid a long time ago see you think being backslid means you go out and sleep with your secretary you go out and smoke dope you go out and get drunk But let me tell you, God is on the move. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Revelation 22, and the Lord Jesus, even so come, Lord Jesus. God is moving, and everything in between Genesis and Revelation is as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. God is a moving God. So all you got to do to backslide is just stop right here while God moves on. So... So I'm just going to, I don't know why the Holy Ghost is making me do this right now, but most church people I know are backslid. They're as backslid as lost people out there sitting in a bar somewhere, sleeping with their secretary, doing all kinds of ungodly stuff. Most church people I know are backslid, and yes, I'm looking at you. I'm not trying to make you mad tonight. I'm trying to provoke you. Quit going through the religious calisthenics. Quit playing religion. Quit just going through the game. Quit just playing this thing. And how about let's get into the full expression of what God has for us. Come on. I want to get into that glory zone where we can see signs and wonders and miracles. Somebody in here tonight right now just needs to say, hey, I'm going to get over in that zone and get my healing. Now, I'm going to be here tonight for the prophet, but I don't have to wait for the prophet. Because I've already got a more sure word of prophecy. If he don't pull me up and say anything over me, I already know who I am in Jesus. I already know what God's called me to do. I know that I'm going to chase God with everything in me. So you know what I did? And everybody's watching this. You know what I did? In September, I walked away from a big church and a big salary, sold everything I had because I got tired of church. And I got tired of church people. And I got tired of playing a game. I feel something prophetic on me tonight. I got tired of playing the game. Folks, let me tell you something. If this is all we got, we need to fold this thing up and admit we got a con game going on. But there's got to be more than this. I believe, come on, I believe that there is more than this. I believe uh, that there's some good uh, that God wants to give the
1: body. I believe that we haven't seen it yet. Eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard. Is there anybody in here that wants everything that heaven's got? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel something stirring up in here right now. I know a lot of y'all think I ain't preaching yet because I ain't turned in my Bible, but I'm preaching. You say, no, Pastor, I'm all right with God. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know you're not, and everybody around you knows you're not. That's the reason your family don't want to come to church with you. They see what you are. You say, are you trying to make us mad? Yeah. Yeah. I've come like Jesus tonight. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost has been turning me in my bed all afternoon. The Jesus said, come and spit in their eye like I did so that they can see. Somebody in here tonight is going to get so offended, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to stop playing this little religious game that you're playing. And the glory of God is going to be expressed in you through this community. I can't take another church service. I don't want another church service. I've been going to church for 35 years, three times a week. I don't want another church service. I want
1: God to show up.
0: I want what I read in the Bible. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the blind get their sight. You see, when you've seen that before, you can't go back to church as usual. In my church in Louisiana, I tried every church growth tactic I could try to get my church grow. I couldn't grow it. And on a Sunday night, laid hands on a blind man who asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was not even. I said, "Can I pray for your eyes?" He said, "No, God made me blind. He didn't want to be healed." I said, Lord, fill him with the Holy Ghost. He fell on the floor started speaking in tongues. There was about 40 or 50 people up in the altar. I started walking around laying hands on other people. This is on camera, folks. Can't lie about this stuff. I have no reason to lie to you tonight. I've given up everything I have. I don't even have a church. I've told television today, I don't want to be on your television station. I won't come raise money for you. I just had one of the largest ministries in the world Call me. Say, come to Africa. Raise money for our, for our network. I said, I'm not coming raising money for you because your skin, your old wine skin is dead, and God's going to do a new thing. I said, we're living in a day where God's about to do a new.
1: Come on, is there anybody in Henderson that wants something new?
0: I'm going to prove it to you. John chapter 3. Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Because that's what all religious people like to do. They like to hide in the dark. And call what they have revelation, but they live in the dark. Don't let me go on there. I get off that rabbit. Comes by night. And he says, Rabbi. Everybody say, Rabbi. He says, I know you're a teacher come from God because nobody can do the miracles you do except he's sent from God. I know you're a teacher come from God. Do you know what he was saying? Now, Nicodemus was a rabbi. He was saying, you and I, Doc, we both the same. Right in the middle of it, Jesus throws his hands up and says, you can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. In other words, we're not in the same system. Are you in an old wine skin." I've come with some new wine. That's the reason Jesus' first miracle was to turn water into wine. He let them run out of the old to let them know that they needed something new. And what's happening in church around the world is their old is running out. And that old intoxicating spirit of religion that we have gotten drunk with, with the whore of Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18, the kings of the earth have become drunk with the wine of her fornication. That old fornicating spirit where we just come to church and we have our little thing, but we never produce nothing. That skin's dying. Because God's getting ready to do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. Isaiah says the new wine is in the cluster. I got news for you. The new wine ain't in just Pastor Shane. It's not just in Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse. The new wine is in everybody in this room. Coming into the fullness of the stature of Christ. He's a man child. He's the man child. He's a man, but he's born a child. The church is still growing into the fullness of the stature of Christ. I'm talking over some of your head. you know why? Because we're not used to dealing with revelation. We want information. But for those I'm talking to tonight. Nicodemus, stop. you got to be born again. Man cannot see the kingdom God unless he's born again. Now go check this out. If I'm lying, if you can find it in a Bible anywhere other than the way I'm telling you, I'll eat your page. You'll never see Jesus, and you'll never see the apostles tell any sinner they need to be born again. He only tells church people that. Oh, that messed your religion up, didn't it? I can see it. That's <laughs> all right. It's all right. I don't ever have to come back. You, you, you Listen, you're looking at one person right now who's totally free of, of <laughs> church people. And I've been, I'm free after 30 years. The Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When I got saved, I got free in Jesus. When I, got, when I left my church, I got free indeed. <laughs> so now I have the right. I'll say whatever I want to say. I don't ever have to come back, but I'm going to tell you the truth, just like at T.I. is. Go over to the New Testament. Paul said, my little children, my little, everybody say little children. My little children, I travail again in birth for you until Christ be formed in you. He's talking to the church. He ain't talking to lost people. Do you know he needs a born-again experience? We're always out here trying to get all these lost people in our community to get born again. When in reality, what we need is the church to have a born-again experience and realize who they're really serving and what we're really here about. And we're not just here to take up a pew and occupy, occupy a space and come in on a Sunday and Wednesday and lift our hands and sing three or four songs and then walk out and nothing changed in our life. Come on, where it, does anybody in here remember the glory of God? Is anybody in here hungry for more than what we have right now? Now, I know you guys got a great church. I'm not saying you don't have a great church. You're the exception to the norm. Can I tell you, I've went to over 100 churches this last year. I can tell you five churches that are good churches like your church that are really chasing God. But here's what I know. In every good church, there's people who are satisfied with 30, people who are satisfied with 60. I've come tonight to tell you, get out of both of those dimensions. And how about let's get all the way. Come on, let's get all the way. Is there anybody over here who wants to go all the way? I came all the way to Kentucky to go all the way. Come on, I want everything that heaven has for me. If he said I can be healed, I want to be healed. If he said I can prosper, I want to prosper. If he said I can raise, raise the dead, I want to raise the dead. Is there anybody in here that wants to go
1: all the way in God?
0: There's got to be more. Come on, there's got to be more. And I was made for more. I'm about to preach myself happy here. That's right. Now listen, I don't need you, man. I'll I'll clap for myself. I'll amen myself. I'll answer my own altar call. I'll lay hands on myself. I'll fall out. I'll catch myself. I'll pull up. I'll put the little sheet over my legs myself. When I get through, I'll get up off the floor and do it again. I don't need you. I'm happy in Jesus tonight. Because I finally got to the place that I said, God, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what it takes. I just turned 50 years old a few days ago. I said, God, I don't care what it takes. Strip me of everything. Take it all. You can have it all. You can have the house. You can have the cars. You can have the notoriety. You can have the money. You can have the pats on the back. You can have all my books that I've written. You can have all the accolades. You can have all of that. I don't want any of that anymore. Let me tell you what I want. I want to see you come. I want to see you come in a group of people. Is there anybody here that
1: wants what I'm talking about tonight? You want to see God? Come on, I got to see God.
0: I got to see God. I got to see God. I know y'all don't think I'm preaching because I ain't opened the Bible yet. I'll read a verse in a minute. I want to see God. God's up to something. God's up to something. See, what we think is that God is into this house. And He is. God has no problems with building. Don't make a mistake about it. God is the one who gave the plans to David for Solomon to build. Are y'all still with me? Please don't get mad at me. Please don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to provoke you a little bit tonight. Just a bald-headed preacher from Tennessee who's been walking around in the mountains, (laughs) tree-hugging. Saying, God, I can't take no more. Can I be just transparent with you? Can we just take the religious church mask off? Can we quit playing the game for a little bit? I know y'all feel the same way. There's got to be more. I mean, I love pastor. I love my church. But there's got to be more. There's got to be something else. Y'all getting ready to see some of it tomorrow night? a whole realm of the Spirit's going to open up for you. If if you don't come and bring 10 people tomorrow night each, you have lost your mind. I'm telling you, you're going to see it tomorrow night. God's going to give you a little glimpse. But what I want you to see is tomorrow night, it's not just made for Him to operate in. Woo, glory. There's that rim for all of us to get over in. So that we're in the marketplace, we're on the water cooler. We go up and say, I got a word from the Lord. I've been talking to Jesus, and Jesus has been talking to me about you. See, we think God's into this. Let me tell you what God's into. The new wine is in the cluster. Say it with me. The new wine is in the The problem with that is there's got to be a corporate submission to a crushing in order to get it out. right? Because you can't put old wine or new wine into old. Isn't that what he said? Do you know why? Because an old wine skin, when you put new wine in it, it's good and it swells. The gases of it swells. And then it becomes bitter and it stops being a skin and starts being a bottle. But if you pour the old wine out, you put the new wine in that old skin, then the gases of that, the fermentation, it's talking about the move of the spirit. The move that goes on begins to grow and multiply. And the bottle has become rigid because it's old. It's not that God didn't use that at one time. It's that God's bringing something new. So it's not that we can't say and celebrate the old skin. But listen to what Jesus said in the passage. Jesus said, "Nobody having drunk the old says the new is better." Everybody in this room, you just clapped and said you wanted the new wine skin, but everybody likes the intoxication of the old system, because we can get comfortable. And Pastor Jess and Pastor Brian and his staff, they can handle most of the stuff. And you know what? We can volunteer here and there, but we're not going to witness to anybody. See, here's the problem. We want revival. What we mean by revival is you want me to come in here and make you feel good. And you go home. But real revival is repentance. Repentance. Real revival is change. Real revival is coming in saying, hold it. There's something in me that's lacking, and I need more of God than I have right now. And God, take whatever you got to take and get me back to this place. Don't you remember what it was like the first day you met Jesus? My God, I was 12 years old. I had never even heard of If you said Jesus in my house, I thought he was another brand of Coke. I had good parents. They didn't go to church. When I met Jesus, I walked to the front of the altar with the ushers who came from the back of the building to take up an offering. I'd never been in church. I walked up to the front of the offering. He said, what are, you, what are you up here doing? I was 12 years old. I said, I don't know. He said, have you accepted Jesus? I said, no, but that's what I need. He led me to Jesus. I can take you to the spot that that happened. Shelby Road, Nashville, Tennessee. Where I walked that aisle, met Jesus. Heaven came down, 12-year-old boy never even knew there was a heaven that existed or a man named Jesus. But when he came in my soul, something changed in me. I had not committed any great sin, yet I was a sinner, and something changed in me. I knew that my name had been written down in the Lamb's book of life. Went home, got all my family. Brought them back next Sunday. Because that's what Christians do when they meet Jesus. When a woman at a well who's messed up her life finally gets a real revival in her soul, she goes and gets the men she used to try to sleep with and brings them to meet the same Jesus she met with. She goes and gets everybody else whose life was just as jacked up as hers and brings them out to Jesus to meet him at a well. When's the last time you brought anybody to church? Well, that's the pastor's job. No, it's every sheep's job to beget sheep. That tells us where we are in God. I don't have to preach anymore. That tells us where we are in God. Why do you think almost every church in America is declining in growth and spiraling out of control? Why do you think that that witchcraft, witchcraft and new ageism is the fastest-growing religion in America right now, and Islam is the fastest-growing religion in the world, and Christianity is dying a slow death. Why do you think? Do you think it's because God don't sit on the throne? Do you think it's because God don't have any power? No, my friend. It's because we, as the people of God, have lost our way. We have stopped being hungry for more of heaven. I can't hardly go to a restaurant without wanting to talk to somebody about Jesus. Twelve years old. Went and got all my family. Brought them back. First song happens. Pastor, the ushers get up from the back. come to the front After the first song. I don't know why they took up. The law. That's dumb. Take up an offering after the first song. You're not going to get any money that way. <laughs> you say, I don't believe your story. Well, call Bill Carver. He's still alive. My pastor's still alive. Uh, uh, 615-865-2604. Call him. He's probably watching tonight. I walked up to the front. He said, well, young man, you came up last week. You accepted G. I said, yeah. He said, what do you want this week? I said, I don't know. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost? I mean, in Tennessee, we call them Haines. Ghost, Haines. And I was scared of Ghosts. So in my natural mind, I should have said, no, I don't want that. But in my, nat- in, in my spiritual mind, my spirit man said, no, but that's what I need. Twelve years old, I never even heard of the Holy Ghost. He walked off the platform, put his big old hand on my head. Next thing I know, I woke up under a piano praying in a language that I didn't even know. My dad was putting guns in his mouth, going to blow his brains out. He was living in a, in a small hotel. My mom was in and out of mental institutions having psychological breakdowns all the time. I heard the awfulest screaming in my life. I look up, and there's my dad spinning out of control, demons coming out of him. There's my mom getting set free from demons. Folks, that's the kind of glory that I want to see again.
1: Come on, if you want it, you better cry out for it. You got to get hungry for it you got to be thirsty for it.
0: That's the kind of glory. That's the kind of glory that I want to see again. I want to see that glory. I want to see it move like that again. Oh, we're getting ready to have some time here in the altar. We're going to see some people deliver and set free tonight. There's going to be some miracles happening in this building. Because you know how I know? Because I'm telling you what the Lord says and not what Pastor Shane wanted to preach to you. I got notes I could give you. I'm telling you what the Lord is saying tonight. The Lord sent me to prod you and to poke you out of this religious condition that all of us. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. That all of us are in where we have just become comfortable and complacent in our religious condition. And the Lord is saying to us, you need to be born again. You need to be shook up. We all need to be shook up. How many, how many agree with what I'm saying? Let me see your hand. Right? Look at there. How many, how many honestly, you've been coming to church, but you've been saying to yourself, God, there's got to be more. Yeah. Here's the good thing about God. There's always more. You can get more tonight, and there'll be more tomorrow night. Did you know Chronicles says that every day God covers the earth? With gold like dust? Did you know you could go reap all of the gold out of the earth right now? All the wealth out of the earth. And tomorrow morning when you got up, just like dust covers a coffee table. You ladies know what I'm talking about. You clean all the dust and tomorrow there'll be dust on the table. God says, I do that with gold every day. We think God's got money problems. God ain't got any money problems. You You could get all the glory of God tonight that you could stand. Tomorrow night there'll be so much glory you can't even get in it. Come on, somebody. There's got to be more. I'm trying to build a hunger into you tomorrow. So tomorrow night, you come with an expectancy to have revival. You come with an expectancy for the glory. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. If you come in faith, you make a demand on the anointing. And there's a different dimension of the anointing that's released into your life. We're coming to church. We don't expect nothing. What's wrong with us? You know, the last giant before the promised land was Og. The last giant before the promised land was Og. Did you know nothing in the Bible tells you anything about Og killing people or winning great victories? It doesn't say anything. All it tells you is about his king-sized bed. Because the last giant for the, before every next level of glory is always comfort. Always complacency. We are at ease in Zion. Awake thou who sleepest. Awake thou who sleepest. Those who are at ease in Zion, hear the word of the Lord tonight. Awake thou out of your slumber. You who are at ease in Zion, get hungry again. Get passionate again. Get thirsty again. Desire God again. When I get up in the morning, before I get out of bed, I literally roll out of my bed onto my knees. This is what I've started doing since September. I roll out of the bed on my knees, and I say, God, I bend myself before you today. This is the reason I named my church The Bend. I said, I bend myself. You bend me, Lord. Bend me today. Show up in me today. I got to see you today. Use me in the gifts of the Holy Spirit today. Bend me, Lord. I set my clock every day. At 150, 150. You know why? Alarm goes off at 150. If you're with me tomorrow, you'll see. 150, alarm goes off. You know what I do? I don't care. It doesn't matter who I'm with. I pray because we're one nation, 50 states. I say, God, visit my nation. I get on my knees. I don't care if I'm in the car. I'll drop out on my my knees. say, God, bend the nation. Bend the nation. Lord, visit America again. My son needs to see the glory of God. (laughs) He's going to be here tomorrow night. 27 years old. Chasing Jesus. My greatest accomplishment is not my churches or television. My greatest accomplishment is my son wants to serve the God of his father. But I don't want him to tell my grandson about a God of his father that just had good church services. I want him to tell my grandson Baby, I was there when Daddy laid hands on a blind man and God opened his eyes instantaneously in front of people. I was there when I saw God sweep through in, in Russia and a 1,000 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost even though they spoke a different language. I was there in, 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 in uh, Abuja, Nigeria where the church runs 100,000 a service and has 14 services between Saturday and Sunday. We think we're doing something. The world's largest church is in Abuja, Nigeria. Pastor, you need to go with me. 100,000 people a service. It's so loud. The worship and prayer is so loud that you can't even hear yourself think. And I've been there when a 10,000 people a service getting slain under the power of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues the glory of God. And then I come back to the churches in America and we think what we have is good, folks. Everybody else in the world is saying, I want my son to say, I was there. I watched that. I saw it. I tasted and I saw that the Lord. Listen, I don't want you just to taste. You need to see. Come on. I don't need to just taste. I need to see. I gotta see the glory of God. I'm sorry, I really wanted to preach something else. I really did, but I really feel the Holy Ghost prod me. I feel like something big is getting ready to happen tomorrow night. I really feel like something is, I feel like this church is getting ready to shift. I I hear that in my spirit that this church is getting ready to shift directions tomorrow night. That that there's going to be a holy shift. I really do. I want to see the glory of God. And I'm not going to stop in a 30 fold dimension. No, sir. I'm not going to stop in a 60 fold dimension. There's a hundredfold for me. Whew. And according to Hebrews chapter 4 and Hebrews chapter 10, Pastor, I can come boldly by the blood. I can come boldly by the blood into the Holy of Holies. I'm going to mess with your mind. Not just into the holy of holies. Look at it in Hebrews 4 and Hebrews 10. It says to come boldly into the holiest by the blood. The holy of holies isn't the holiest place in the universe or the most powerful place in the universe. I'm going to prove it to you because angels are there flying around. Isaiah chapter 6. John chapter 1 tells you where the holiest place in the universe is. It's in the lap of the Father. The bosom of the Father. Did you know by the blood you can go further than the angels? You can go out of the outer court. You can go through the inner court. You can even go into the Holy of Holies. But by the blood, there's another dimension where you have the permission from God by the blood to make your way up the throne stairs and to sit down in the lap of your Father. Listen, I told you, whenever you think you've reached all of it, whenever you get to a hundredfold, there's still more in God. Come on, He always does exceedingly abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think, according to the power that works in us. There's always more, say that with me, there's always more in God. What are we doing? I feel like I delivered a baby. What What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I didn't drive all the way up here to Owensboro, Kentucky just to preach. I get three invitations, five invitations a week to preach. I don't need to preach anywhere. I didn't come up here to preach. I came up here because I know that I have two friends right here who every time I get around them, they talk about the supernatural. They talk about the Holy Ghost. They talk about the anointing. And then they talk about Owensboro. And then they talk about Amarilla, And they talk about Dumas. And then they talk about Henderson. And then he goes to talking crazy stuff like God's given me a hundred campuses in my spirit. God wants me to give a birth. Now look at me. Look at me. Do you think what God begun in the spirit here you're going to be able to do in your flesh? It's going to take more anointing to do a hundred campuses. It's going to take more glory. You can't do that in your, oh yeah, you can do it like everybody else and build you a little system, you know, and if that's what you want. But I don't think that's what pastor wants. I know that's not what he wants. Because I've sat in the car with tears running down his face and him talking about the glory of God. i got to see it. He, he, he loves it so much. Listen, he told me, Pastor Shane, I want you to stay Monday night. I moved a schedule around to stay Monday night. He said, I want you to be here because I feel like God's going to have something for you. You know what I'm doing right now? I got, I got, I'll be honest with you. I got in my prayer closet today, and I said, God, there's a prophet coming tomorrow night. Now, you know I'm a sinner, and I'm not all good and everything. Please don't go giving that prophet all my stuff. <laughs> Y'all can fake it till you make it if you want to. I'm real, brother. And then I find myself, God, I don't care what it takes. I don't care if you got to embarrass me. I don't care if you got to strip me. I want the real thing. I'm tired of fake plastic church. I want the real thing. <laughs> you hungry for the real thing? Because God needs some men. I'm talking about burly, ugly men like you. God needs some men. I'm talking about just totally on fire, crazy, radical, stomp a hole in the devil's hind end, men. You hungry? You hungry? You hungry, baby? Lord, heal her tonight. Restore her body tonight. God has the ability to do the impossible yeah Dr. Toby Moma, a medical doctor in in my church, wrote three books documenting all the miracles that happened in our church. Did you know I never laid hands on one person after that blind man? What would happen is the church would get together, and pastor, we would go to worshiping God so passionately that the glory would come into the building you could you could feel it. It was tangible like a cloud. It would just come, it would come into the building. God in heaven, I'm snagged by a snake. (laughs) You hungry? You tired of normal? You hungry? What's your name? Reuben. God's going to use you, Reuben. You're a strong man. God's going to use you. God's getting ready to visit you. Next two or three days, God's gonna visit you. You've been praying some prayers for Reuben. God's gonna answer your prayers this week. Give me a fist bump. Don't be mad at me, cause you look like you can whoop me.
1: Right?
0: You say. You say why? Why are you? Why are you going after the men? Why are you going after the men? I'll tell you why I'm going after the men. Cause I'm tired of seeing the women carry the load. Where are the men who will show up to a prayer meeting? Where are the men who will support their pastor? Where are the men? Come on, where are the warriors?
1: Do I got any warriors?
0: I'm talking about something strong. You hungry? You hungry? Desperate? You're Desperate? You hungry? Come out of here. Come out of here. Who else is hungry? Who else is hungry? Don't. What y'all sitting back there for? I heard when the water was stirred, you jumped in. Who else is hungry? Get up here right now. If you're hungry, get up here. Get up here. Shh. Look at all these men, Pastor. Look at all these men, Pastor. Look at all these men, Pastor. Jesus. Young man, stand up. Stand up. Lift both your hands to the Lord. What's your name? Step right down there. I don't want you to fall off of this thing. Darius, I want you to look at me. The Lord said tonight He's making crooked places straight for you. Crooked places. There's an old statement in the country called One Bend in the Road and it talks about how one corner changes the trajectory of a person's life and they end up in a ditch somewhere. Darius, I want you to look at me. God said, "Tell Darius, I'm getting ready to get in this ditch and I'm going to get him out of the ditch." And he's going to make the crooked places straight for you tonight. Huh? Huh? Yeah? You need him. You're hungry for what I'm talking about. You've been fighting for a while. yeah well you know what you might as well do tonight look at me just surrender yeah. quit fighting he's already fought for you what are you fighting for yeah. Yeah. he's already fought for you quit fighting i want you to lift both your hands because the glory of god's in to touch you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet Now look at me. Everybody stretch your right hand this way. Lift both your hands again. Look at me. Just look at me. There's a reason I'm having you look at me. Because tonight, right now, everything that has you bound is coming off of you. In the name of Jesus, there's nothing going to hold you more than Jesus. Is that what you really want? You're willing to do whatever it takes. Say, God, break it off of me now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, worship team, I need you to come out here and I need you to light this place up. You say, Pastor, are you going to lay hands on us tonight? I'm not touching anybody. This is between you and God now. This is you and God saying, I got to get out of 30. I got to get out of 60. I got to get into 100. Come on, let's worship God like we believe there's more tonight. Come on, open your mouth and worship. You ought to be like a bird. You ought to be chirping right now. You ought to be crying out to God right now. I'm hungry, Lord. I can't take another day. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Set us on fire tonight. Set us on fire tonight. Let something shift tonight. Set us on fire tonight. Let something change tonight. I'm not walking out of here the same way I came in this building. I'm not leaving here without a touch from God tonight. I'm not leaving here without a touch from
1: God tonight. Heaven's got to come on my soul tonight.
0: a question. I want everybody in this room, put your hands down. Don't don't be ashamed of this or embarrassed by this, but I want to ask this question tonight. If you have not yet been baptized in the Holy Ghost, pastor in the room, the Lord I felt like told me tonight The one thing I was supposed to pray for is for everybody in this room who has yet to experience the 60-fold. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost. See, there is something beyond salvation. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit resides within. But there's another experience in God where the Holy Spirit that you have comes upon the outside. See, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Christ. But when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, Christ turns around and immerses you in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're trying to live life in just a saved experience. We need to live life led and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. You say, Pastor, I don't know nothing about that. I didn't come from that kind of church background. Look at me, I didn't either. I didn't know anything about it. But let me tell you something I love about God. God says, if you ask for a fish, I don't give you a serpent. If you ask for bread, I don't give you stones. In other words, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he said, I'll give it to every single person who asks of me. If you're born again, the Holy Ghost is already on the inside of you. It's not like you're, you're trying to get him. You've already got him. This ain't about getting more of him. This is about him getting more of you. And that's the beginning of the next dimension, right? This is the reason the Bible says you got to be, you got to stay or be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's an ongoing thing where we get immersed in the power of God. But there are many of you under the sound of my voice that you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit to the point where God's given you a heavenly prayer language where you can pray the will of God, where you can pray in another dimension that you're not praying in right now. You say, Pastor, I've never received that. But tonight, I want everything heaven has for me. You say, well, I'm scared I'm going to get something evil. Again, God's not going to give you something. Listen, the, the, the Bible says Jesus made a promise that if you seek the Holy Spirit, you can't receive something evil. I don't care what religion tells you. I'm telling you what Jesus said. Religion is what man says God said. Truth is what God says. Jesus said you can't ask for the Holy Spirit and worry about getting a serpent. God's going to make sure that you get the real thing. Right? But you're in here and you say, Pastor, I've never received that experience, but I want that so bad tonight. you preaching tonight, and I just felt while I was preaching, there's people in here just longing, hungering for it. I just want that so bad. I just want it so bad, I don't know what I'm going to do. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Come on, just lift. Look, Pastor. Look, Pastor. Look, Pastor. Now, everybody keep your hand up. Now, here's what I want to tell you. See, the beginning of a great move of the Spirit, a dynamic move of the Spirit in the church is people being Spirit-filled so God can use them. The new wine is in the cluster. God's got to, you've got to be so Spirit-filled that God uses you, right? All right, so look at me. I want everybody to put those hands down. Now let me tell you something. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you can breathe, you can receive. Jesus breathed on His disciples and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Say this with me. Say, if I can breathe, I can receive. It's not hard. Church people, listen, church people make it hard. Religion makes it hard, but it's not hard. I was 12 years old, never heard of him. I received. If you can breathe, you can receive. Jesus promises you're not going to get anything evil. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that whenever we ask for this gift, that the Holy Spirit, that there'll be a release of rivers of living water that come out of our innermost being. Again, He's already in you. So you're not trying to get something tonight. You already got Him, right? He's already in you. So what there's gonna be is a release of what's in you and it's gonna come out of you. And God uses your mouth, the most unruly member in the whole body, your tongue, God will use your tongue. He anoints your tongue. And the Bible says when they, in, the, in the Scripture, when they received, it says, and they, they spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. So what we're going to do is we're getting ready to pray. And we're going to ask God to fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you've already got Him, but we're going to ask God to baptize you, to immerse you in His power in a way you've never experienced before. And I'm going to ask you to lift those hands, throw your head back, and once we go to praying, I'm going to ask you just to let God fill you. Now, here's what's going to happen. You've got to turn that tongue loose. You say, well, I'm scared I'll do something wrong. You can't do nothing wrong. you just got to, by faith, just turn loose, and you'll know when it's the Holy Ghost. You'll know when the anointing of the spirit is on it or it's just your flesh talking, right? You'll know. But when you feel, listen, look at me, when you feel the spirit of God, when you feel that anointing turn loose or the rivers of living water begin to break forth, I need you to get aggressive. Just shut Just turn it loose. Don't hold back. Don't this. Don't you're not going to scare the devil that way. Come on, just turn it loose. Be aggressive. Come on, when I get in, when I love Christmas. When my wife gets me gifts, I don't barely rip the paper off. I'm not one of them people. Come on. I'm radical. I'm throwing boxes and shoes and paper everywhere. You know why? Because when I receive, I want to receive. Anybody here ready to receive tonight? Now, Pastor, I saw this on my bed. I need you to come up here because the Lord wants you to pray for them to receive. God's getting ready to baptize you in fire tonight. I said God's getting ready to baptize you. Are you hungry? Do you want more? Are you satisfied? Do you want more? Come on, somebody. Y'all want more? You want more? All right, so listen. I need every person who just lifted their hands, I need you to move up to the front and everybody else take a step back. Just make a big line across the front. We're not going to be able to get to all of you, but we're not going to have to be able to touch you. The Holy Spirit's already in you. He's already in you. Woo! Now again, I feel the Holy Spirit saying to tell, to tell you this. Look at me. You're not trying to get Him. You've already got Him. So you don't, you, you don't, you, you don't have to walk out of here condemned because of some experience. You've already got the Holy Spirit. This is another experience in God, another dimension. Everybody say dimension. This is another dimension to the power of God. So here's what we're going to do. I need everybody who is full of the Holy Ghost, come in behind them. Make a a big circle behind them right now. And I need everybody who's filled with the Holy Spirit that's coming in behind them. I need you to begin to pray in your heavenly language that God has given you. All right? So everybody who is filled, I want you to begin to pray right now in the Holy Ghost. I can't hear you, church. I can't hear you, church. Shh. Some of them up here are already receiving. Those of you who have come to receive, lift your hands right now. The Holy Ghost is on you. Pastor's getting ready to pray. He's coming. He's coming. Be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled,
1: be filled, be filled, be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We release that anointing. Be being filled, be being filled, be being filled, be being filled afresh and anew with the power of God. You got, it, you, got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. 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 Release it. You got it right there. Speak it out, speak it out, speak it out. Rivers of living water shall flow forth from your spirit. Hey. You got it. You got it, oh show. Go the rabarishi shiki bababata. Oh raba ba bata rabba da Release, 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 release. Go a raba You got it, Shake sheke mababata. Oh. Sem botarabarishi shiki bababata. Oh yababa da raba. Speak it out. Release Oh shabba bata boda rubrishi. Oh raba you got it right there. Hey, viki baba You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Hey, you, you got it. You got it. You got it. Oh, Hey. Wow. <speaking in the background> Seven Eboter Rishi, you got it. Oh, Shababata Rabata you got it, she can hold him up, hold him up. Don't let him go down, hold him up. Oh, Sababata Rabata release it, release it. Shababata Rabat, go Sababata Rabata she shake baba, release it. You let him go now, Shababata, oh Rabata 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 Rishi, Come on church, pray, 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 pray. baba 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 open your mouth open your mouth open your mouth Oh shaka Rishi. be filled oh you got it brother oh Baba, mother, 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 Rishi, Caraba, mother, 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 Siki Baba Bada Rababa, Borababa Bodorbishi Baba Bada Baba Rabababu Rishi. Hey, Siki Mam Rishi. Oh Rababa, filled with the Holy Spirit. Araba Bada Rabada Rababa, filled with the Holy Spirit. Eh, She Baba Bada Rabada Siki Baba Bada Rabada Hey, Siki Baba Bada Rabada Rababa. Rivers of living water, rivers of living water, rivers of living of water, flow, 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 release that out of your mouth. You got it, release it. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Tiffany, sing it, Tiffany, sing in the spirit. She can't hear me. Shema Rabba Dabodrishi. Shia be filled, 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 be filled. Hey, Siki Mamras. Sh. Shema Rabba Dabodrishi. Ah, be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Araba <laughs> new strength new strength new strength new strength new strength Hey, times of refreshing, 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 times of refreshing. Hey, Hey, seeking Restore, 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 restore. restore, restore. Hey, 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 hey. come on come on come on now watch this watch this wait wait how many of y'all just prayed in a language you might have just a few words uh let me see your hands you prayed got a new prayer language lift it up don't be scared come on all right somebody say i got it Come on, say it, I got it. Say it it bold, I got it, huh? I know it's not proper English, but you can say it, right? Now, here's what I want you to know. All right, the apostle Paul said this. He said, I will pray in the spirit. Everybody say, I will. will. And he said, I will pray in the understanding. Everybody say, I will. will. He said, I will sing in the spirit. Everybody say, "I I will. He said, I will sing in the understanding. Everybody say, I will. All right, you have that, that that's yours. Now you can will to turn it on anytime you want to, amen? Right? Just like you pray in English, you can turn on that, that other way to pray is what I call it. The other way to pray, I turn it on when I will to do it. I don't have to wait for, like, something to come over me to do it. I can turn it on. God's given me that gift. Come on, turn to your neighbor. Just tell them it's yours. It's yours. You can use it, right? So watch this. Just like we were able to stop, I want everybody to start again right now. Pray in the spirit. Come on, let's go. I will. Turn it on. Come on, you're praying mysteries right now. You're edifying yourself. You're giving thanks well right now. Now stop, stop, stop. So you can stop. Some people don't want to be filled with the Spirit because they're afraid that's just going to take them over in Walmart they're going to fall out in the checkout aisle, right? It's not going to happen to you, right? It's a tool. It's a brand new way to pray. Now I'll tell you, some of the strongest times of prayer in my life So I committed myself. It's like every morning, you know what I'm going to do? Now, I'm not calling you to giving you any time limit. I don't want to be religious. But it's just like, I'm going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to pray 30 minutes in the Spirit. Now, I'm going to pray 30 minutes in the understanding. Now, I would do it. The Bible says you build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Literally, in the original language, it says you're building an edifice. Right, you're putting your life together piece by piece. The plan of God's coming together, and you're prophesying your future by praying in the Spirit. Come on, you got a powerful new way to pray. Let me see your hands again. Those of you that just just come on. When I got filled with the Spirit, I had two words: Shout That's all I got. Right. So so it, it can be it can be a massive bunch of language. It can be it can be just a few words that starts and then it grows. All right. So I want you to take that. I want you to turn it on. I'll tell you, I believe this with all of my heart. I believe revival isn't coming. I believe that revival isn't coming. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, revival isn't coming. Revival. It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. Revival is here. It's here.
0: I've really been fighting this. I I don't know why I'm struggling with this, but can we do something? I want to lift both hands real quick. I want us to give God permission to wreck us tomorrow night. I want you to give God permission. I want us to give God permission in this house to do whatever He wants to do, no matter what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, if we've never seen it before, I want you right now just to whisper a prayer to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray it, and we're going to lead it. We're just going to do it together. Lord, tomorrow night, we believe we believe that the man who's coming is your prophet that's anointed from heaven, and tomorrow night, God, in fact, right now, don't even wait till tomorrow night. Right now, start stirring the man of God. this house. Start stirring the prophet of God for this house. Start stirring the prophet of God for my house. For my house. And Lord, when he comes, let this be such a fertile ground that it'll be such good ground that we'll immediately just jump right past 30, 60. We'll immediately just jump in a hundredfold rim and the glory of God would just flow in this place. Lord, tonight speak to the man of God. Tomorrow, all day, speak to the man of God. And when we come together, Let heaven invade this place like we have never seen it before. Now, Lord, every person in this room needs to bring four or five people tomorrow night. I pray, God, that you would speak right now. Give them four or five names right now by the Spirit of God that they're going to bring with them tomorrow night into this place. We're expecting this place to be standing room. In fact, we're expecting possibly to have people out in the foyer area because there's not enough room to even get in here because the glory is in this room so lord show us who to talk to and let them be so receptive that before we can even get it out of our mouth will you come they'll say yeah i'll go with you just lord let it happen that easy and father we're going to be hungry we're going to come we're starting right now we're going to come with it there's going to be something in us stirring tomorrow we're going to be coming we're going to be thirsty i'm telling you lord we're going to make a demand on the anointing in the in the spirit realm more than we ever have before and we believe you're going to wreck us tomorrow night you have permission to wreck our house for the glory, for the good of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, that's my prayer tonight. That's my prayer tonight. You agree with that? Say amen. Sorry. Amen, amen. Come on, let's give God
1: a hand clap like it's already it's already done. Amen. Would you go back to your seat for just one second to your seat? I'll go, give, give somebody a high five on your way to your seat for one second. And uh, I'll tell you, how many of y'all believe God's on the move at his church right now, man? I believe God is on the move at his church. God is on the move at his church. God is on the move. Pastor Rand, there's a restoration coming to your life this week, the Spirit of God says. I see like a restoring oil coming on your body. It's coming in your spirit. It's coming in your heart, even coming on you physically. And the Lord says, I am the Lord that restores, and I come to restore you. I come to make things new. I come to make the high places low and the low places high, and there's a restoration and a balm and even a bandage that comes on you, says the Lord, by my spirit. And it's going to restore something in you that's lost. There's, There's a thing in you, it's a gift of faith and a release of faith that God's putting back in your heart in a very special Way in the next few days. I want you to lift your hand and to begin to receive what God's going to do in your life. Come on, somebody, give God a hand clap. It's going to be supernatural. Brand new, brand new, brand new. Tell you, I smell it right now. I can smell law. Uh, you ever smell like that new car smell? Right? My kids can age all sorts of science projects under the seat of my car, right? And then God restores. Somebody cleans it up, cleans it out, puts that, puts the oil, the armor all. You know, you know, you get that new car smell. I smell something like that for your life, Pastor. Come on, somebody give God one more hand clap tonight.